Oh yeah. What's up, y'all? <laughs> it's your boy, the one and only A Switch, <laughs> aka. Can't even begin. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> Why his nipples so tough? <laughs> and champion aka let me put some butter on your toes at night (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) oh man aka the Nicola master bringing you yet another episode of switches sites episode I lost track. 122. 122. Uno dos toast. That's not how you say it, but you know what? I'm going to keep it that way. Um, Yeah. So for those that don't know, Switch of Sites podcast is a video game podcast uh, solely done by myself. A Switch where uh, I talk about just that. Um, today's date is, uh, September. I don't know why that's, I'm, I'm in a little, I'm, a, I'm in a giggly mood. September 23rd, 2021. Um, the world is horrible. I mean, um, <laughs> uh, day, uh, 3,278 update, uh, the day today is still horrible. Um, there was news um, for people that still hunting, still uh, thriving for the um, the PS5, the Xbox uh, Series Sex, um, where uh, I believe a little a little scary, but <laughs> they are dropping. Uh, I think this past today actually they were dropping consoles. Um, in stores for people to get like, I think, uh, earlier in the morning for, I think particularly Best Buy and maybe a couple other, um, brick and mortar retailer, uh, stores. So, Hey, if you, uh, if you got hip, got hip on game, uh, (laughs) you more than likely had to camp out like what damn near, uh, uh, I think they announced it like Tuesday and I'm assuming right then and there people started camping out as soon as that happened. But, um, best of luck to you. If you still hunting, if you still, if you still trying to get it, <laughs> um, more power to you. Um, man, I was seeing some crazy stuff, uh, at least earlier today, like videos of people like 
damn near ridiculously insanely long as lines to get uh, I'm assuming particularly the uh, PS5 no offense to the Xbox Series X I, I, I personally love very much but oh man at some point considering the very low supply <laughs> at some point when you see it was like lines that are like literally going around blocks and uh it's like, uh, it's only so many, um, damn consoles they have. So I feel like at some point you're just going to have to see it and you're like, mm, yeah, let's just go. Let's go. So it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, it seems like retailers are, uh, thwarting the, um, thwarting the, uh, scalpers and stuff, but it's only, it's only so much that that can be defended against scalpers going scalp. You know that's that's what that's what they say. Scalpers going scalp. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, again, best of luck. Godspeed. Uh, break a leg. I, I mean, I guess you technically don't want to break a leg trying to get a new console, but I digress. Um, yeah. So. At least for this week's episode, this is probably going to be maybe a pretty potentially shorter one, uh, considering the main focus will be, of course, the Nintendo Direct that uh, popped off. I'm going to just say it popped off uh, earlier today. Um, so, hey, if you <laughs> if you if you hate Nintendo's guts and I'm like, if, if that's you, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, why <laughs> they, they so nice and bubbly. I don't know why you gotta, why you gotta hate their guts. what they do to you? Did they kill your family? Uh, I digress. So yeah, without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and, uh, let's get right into it. So, um, course Nintendo direct not indirect I don't know why I had I felt the urge to do it the not <laughs> stop Nintendo direct um happened earlier today uh it was a lot of very interesting stuff that uh was announced and uh, not in any particular order in terms of the cadence of the show, but at least uh, starting off uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, it was a little weird. It's like Kirby in a damn uh, uh, futuristic, <laughs> almost kind of little cyberpunky world, which is it looks a little out of place considering Kirby's like design, you know, generally kind of a uh, alludes to a more happier poppy. I don't know. Um, abstract kind of universe. So it was cool. Maybe, uh, I have to see more to be, uh, enticed if you will, but it was interesting. Um, one of the bigger things though, that did happen. <sighs> Looks like the rumors were true. Uh, N 64 and <laughs> N64, I, I gotta do it. 
I gotta do it for the for the culture. I gotta do it. I got I got to do it. It's only it's only necessary. It's only <laughs> it's only necessary. Because the craziness the craziness happened. We didn't think it would, but it did. <laughs> oh, that kills me every time. Um, yeah, man. I wonder I wonder what he's doing right now. Nintendo sixty four kid. What is what is he's what what is he up to now? He's probably had a family, probably written off games forever. Who knows? Hopefully hope he's doing okay. But yes, Nintendo sixty four is uh added well will be added to Nintendo Switch's online pack. They call it the expansion pack, so I'm assuming it's gonna I believe they confirmed that it's gonna be like a, a additional price on top of the existing Nintendo uh Switch Online subscription. I don't think they really disclosed the pricing in particular, but um yeah, you're going to be paying extra with this added benefit to Nintendo Switch Online. So, um, I mean, I'll take it. I mean, of course, I think a lot of us did want the um, Nintendo 64 Mini. Um, but I mean, hey, this is the next best thing and a pretty reasonable um, selection of games. You got Banjo Kazooie, so you know um, Microsoft and uh, Nintendo must have must have bumped some uh, elbows together after that whole deal with um, with um, Banjo being in Smash. So you have that Pokemon Snap, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, what Kirby sixty four, the Crystal Shards, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, F Zero X. Or these are the future games, actually. These are the games coming in the future, but uh, where is it? So I just also get more. Yeah, these those are the future games, actually. My mistake. Uh, at least the initial launch lineup for N64 games is Super Mario 64, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, Wing Back 64. <laughs> uh, just Wing Back. Unfortunately, no 64. And Yoshi's Story. Um, I I hear there's like a, a variance possibly to um, the Japanese version of Nintendo Switch Online. Um, I'm, I'm going back to uh, what we was talking about last episode. If if you happen to get another account, <laughs> you happen to get another account to uh, on your switch that isn't of the North American region, you might be able to access <laughs> uh, different games that are exclusive to that region. If you, uh, you know, <laughs> do a reach around to a midget while uh, poking your fingers up in the sky. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, so, 
pretty dope. Um, and then, uh, pretty surprising me. I was not expecting this at all. Uh, the fucking Sega Genesis, um, also is going to be included with this quote unquote expansion pack where, uh, all of their, you know, famous titles, Sonic the Hedgehog two, Streets of Rage two, come on, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore. What? I'm, I'm hyping this up way more than I should, but <laughs> Dr. Robotnik's mean bean green machine. I wanted to finish it, but, um, golden Axe, Gunstar heroes, Musha, fantasy star Four, rise star shining force. That is a wonderful game. Uh, Shinobi three strider. It's crazy. That's crazy. It, it's, it's, it's so weird still like, uh, at least me personally growing up, uh, during the infamous rivalry, uh, between the super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, um, having them like literally butt heads going at the throats. Genesis does what Nintendo don't. And now like, literally a Sega Genesis is, you know, its whole platform more or less is under Nintendo is so hard to fathom now, but it's like a reality, man. It is crazy. It is so crazy. But, um, at least on top of that, uh, you, uh, they're also selling the, uh, controllers for, uh, you know, these respective, um, collection of games. So they have a literal, uh, N64 controller that is wireless looks just the exact same as, uh, the original model. Um, and, uh, which is of course that, uh, that rumor we talked about last episode of there being a new, um, Nintendo controller like, uh, the previous one. So pretty damn dope. Uh, and then also the Sega Genesis has its own one. Um, a little bit of a bummer, a bummer that it has the, uh, the, the initial three button, uh, Sega Genesis controller kind of would have liked to have the, um, the revised model that has the six buttons instead of the, uh, standard three button controller, but it's fine. It's fine. And then of course, you know, um, I think it's retro bit, retro eight bit or retro bit that, uh, makes the Sega Genesis controllers that, uh, you can connect to your switch as well. So you could still get that, um, <laughs> Sega Genesis. It, I gotta do it. Sega, Sega Genesis, Genesis experience, experience with, um, you know, the six button controller. If you really, really, really desire. So, um, pretty dope, man. Pretty damn dope. Um, <laughs> it's funny. A lot of these I missed out on, like, uh, I played a bit of Mario 64 and a couple other games, but, um, I'm definitely looking forward to playing it much more in depth, uh, with this service and actually have the legit N64 controller is pretty dope. So, <sighs> Hey, we got, <laughs> we got something. Um, 
I'm gonna try to look up the uh what are the Mega Drive versions uh for their store. Mega Drive Nintendo Online. I'm kinda tempted to make a a European account if if the games are like worthwhile. But I might have to do some more more research. Let's try Gematsu. See if they got uh Do they announce the actual Japanese versions though. Oh yeah, I guess I have to look that up alternatively, do some more deeper research, but, um, you know, at least as far as the, um, super Nintendo online store, NES online, um, you know, um, component it, um, the games are drastically different. Um, there's of course some similarities, but there's a, a fair amount of games that are exclusive to the Japanese that aren't in the U S version and vice versa. So I think that's definitely worth exploring a little pro tip. Uh, if, <laughs> uh, you know, if you, uh, see old man with his beard low, if you, uh, tug it, uh, <laughs> twist it around, put your knuckles in his face. Uh, Hey, you might <laughs> let me stop <laughs> some random person. Uh, grabbing people's facial hair. I, I, I'm trying to get the Nintendo switch 64. Comp- Stop it. Stop it. Um, pretty dope, man. Curious what that price is though. I don't know. Nintendo, uh, Nintendo can kind of get a little grimy sometimes, especially of course, considering the whole, um, damn, uh, Disney vault mess with, uh, the Mario, uh, uh, 3d all-stars collection. So we'll see. We'll see. Of course, this was towards the end of, um, the, uh, the direct, but Bayonetta, AKA Bay, AKA Bay. She could, Hey, Hey, you know, with that hair, she could, (laughs) let me stop. Um, finally, finally, we get, uh, got Bayonetta, uh, news, um, a whole new trailer. Um, you know what? I'm gonna play it. Well, I'm gonna play it. A Bayonetta trailer gave us a little bit more information regarding the game. Uh, you know, a lot of very, uh, uh, specific details you can grab from this video. Um, it seems to take place in Japan, at least a lot of the surroundings, the language they're, they're talking. Um, it seems like it's definitely in Japan. Um, there's a, a damn it, getting real Kaiju esque. Um, then you got Bayonetta. She got the, she whipping the hair out. She like forming damn, uh, fucking Godzilla <laughs> damn monster out of her hair. That's like, has its own, uh, it seemed to have his own sentience, if you will, but, um, 
It's great. Bayonetta, she looking fine. Okay. I mean, I'm not, come on now. She got the glasses. So she, she, she like intelligent, but you know, she, she, she looked like she intelligent, but you know, Hey, she's like, if given opportunity, you know, y'all, y'all in a room together, she might, you know, uh, she might, um, at least from what we saw, the gameplay is looking really dope. Uh, I was kind of thrown off at initially during the trailer. I thought like, is this Astro Chain, uh, Astro Chain sequel? But then it, then when uh, the monster is about to cut the, 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 I forgot the, the mascot from Astro Chain's name, but I'm gonna call him Puppy. I know that's not it, but he was about to cut him. And then, then the wish time activate. I'm like, oh shit, Bayonetta. Okay, Bay, Bay, I see you, I see you. The kids missed you. I'm, I'm <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's looking real good, man. Gameplay looking good. Ah, uh, uh, which she, she witching, she witching it. She, she jumping on people. She doing the midair combos. Uh, she in the train tracks fighting in the train. Ugh. she morph. She can morph into a damn, uh, butterfly what hitting dudes in the damn, um, the TVs in the, in the city, even bigger ass monsters. I'm sorry. It's just, uh, as an, as an action, uh, third person action combat fan, this is looking real good. Being as she summoned, summoning monsters with the hair doing the wicked weave. Oh, it's it straight kaiju fights. <sighs> Come on. Come on. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Um, yeah, so finally <laughs> we get news on Bayonetta 3. They uh, announced a release date to be uh well, they didn't give us a release date, they gave us a, a year. <laughs> so twenty twenty two uh is at least the projected release, um, whew, man, 2022 is about to be ridiculous. And just the, in terms of just the absurd amount of games coming out, man, it's kind of scary to be honest. <laughs> it's a little terrifying. Um, but Hey, take it, <laughs> take it one day at a time. Uh, prior priorities. Of course, um, Splatoon three, they showed, uh, what looks to be, or what is actually the, uh, single player campaign, uh, return to mam mam mammalians, Splatoon three return, return of the mammalians. I'm not mad at it. Um, it, it, it seemed pretty cool as somebody who's like not a hundred percent in the Splatoon. It, it it looked interesting. Um, I'll more than likely play it at some point. Uh, they did show new weapons. They showed some creepy ass. I don't even know what you call it. It was like stuff that nightmares are made out of. It looked like a damn. I don't even know what, what you can. It had like a puppy dog ear. I think one eye and. Uh, yeah, that's creepy. It's like. 
Oh my God. I can't. It's, it's a squid tentacle, but the, the eyes in the, in the squid tentacle, it got, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. It got some nigga lips. Okay. Somebody. <laughs> and then, then the eyes is bugged out. I don't like what? So I'm a little creeped out. If I, if I wake up and that's in my face, I'm, I'm screaming. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about a manly scream. Ah, I'm, ah. <laughs> I'm screaming. Um, all in all though, it, the gameplay looks, even though I didn't show too much, it's kind of hard to fathom considering the gameplay of multiplayer where, you know, the goal is to have the most ink on the map, how they're going to translate that to a single player, uh, campaign. I mean, I know obviously they're not, that's going to be the goal, but I'm, I'm just very fascinated to see how they uh, transform what, what, what started off as a multiplayer game into a single player campaign and uh, what interesting stuff they uh, are looking to do in regards to that. So I'm digging it though. Uh, I remember this, they started it off. They just started it off the bat, just shooting. <laughs> started off the bat shooting. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, Sun. I gotta do it. Monster oh, Hunter Rise, Sunbreak. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's interesting how it's uh, uh interesting. Um, I guess you can kind of perceive it as a uh, I don't know, opposition to uh, Iceborne. Um which is going to be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, especially if Iceborne is our like kind of reference point, it's going to be a pretty damn substantial update. Um, I think probably a, a safe bet is probably going to be way more difficult monsters to hunt, which I think is definitely been, uh, at least what I, I assume is the general kind of, um, uh, criticism towards the base monster in the rise game is that, you know, uh, it, it feels like the easiest monster hunter. And I mean, in turn, probably the most, ex most accessible compared to like the other ones, um, even more so than like probably what I do consider just as accessible, um, monster hunter world. So, uh, I believe the monster is Fatalis. It looks like Fatalis, at least unless they did, they totally revamped it. Um, yeah, I think it's Fatalis. I could be wrong, but it looks like a mix actually between like Fatalis and um, Koala Deora um, to some extent, but we'll see. It looks like Fatalis though. He a bitch. <laughs> Just, 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 just putting that out there. So at least considering the, that monster's history within the series, I think, um, it's a safe bet that, uh, they going <laughs> this DLC going to be sweaty. Like, uh, the name implies sun, <laughs> sunbreak, some, uh, monster rise sunbreak. You're going to be sweating. All right. It's going to get sweaty in these, uh, these hunts. <laughs> getting like uh one <laughs> you get you get just touched by a monster it's an insta kill um but you know deep down i do kind of want that give me a little bit more challenge than uh at least the base game so i think that's a safe bet i know that's pretty much generally what everybody wants is a bit more of a challenging 
set of monsters and stuff. Um, even though you kind of get a little bit of that with uh, the apex monsters that you can freely hunt in um, in the game, at least so far. But I think um, my guess is that it's definitely going to be a much more challenging set of monsters and maybe they're whatever terminology they use for G rank um, in this this DLC, I guess kind of similar to a world where it wasn't necessarily, well, no, they called it master rank. So it could be a safe guess that they'll probably like translate that as well to a monster and arise and call it. I don't know. Um, what's the damn shinobi rank, um, uh, ninja dog rank, <laughs> something like that. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it. Give me a, give me a reason to put, Yet another hundred hours into Monster Hunter, but I want it. I do want it though. Uh, newly added stories, locales, and monsters, as well as newly newly added hunting actions and quest rank. Yeah, so for sure, uh, G, whatever they call G rank in this. Uh, I'm curious about hunting actions. I'm curious we might maybe get something like the um. I believe they call it the hunter claw hunting claw. If I remember, um, even though there, that technically has kind of been substituted with the wire bug to an extent in this one. So, oh, you know what they could do? They could probably, they might maybe potentially add, even though they kind of do have that too in dries though. I was going to say Hunter Arts, but they kind of do have that with the um, with uh, the wire bug mechanic as well. So can't even say that. So pretty interested to see what they mean by hunting actions. Um, I assume maybe just more customization uh, options for the wire bug where, you know, at least in Rise, you can customize your um, your wire bug um, actions for each weapon set. Um, you know, one thing I think they're probably going to save this for like whatever monster hunter is it tech. Would this technically be the next one? Technically be six, I think. Yeah. Whatever the next <laughs> full, full mo uh, monster in the game, which I guess potentially more than likely would be like Monster Hunter World 2 or whatever they maybe decide to call it alternatively, but have um, a new weapon. <laughs> it's been, uh, I think it's time, <laughs> I think it's time for us to have a new weapon. Um, I'm, I, I need some Tomfas. I need a, a stat. Well, they kind of, they kind of got that with the wire bug. Um, I forgot what they call it. They do have a staff like weapon, but let me, let's get some Tonfas in there. You know, you could do the, yeah, just get some, <laughs> I don't know why I want Tonfas, but I, okay. Tonfas are very underrated weapons. I, I've, I've seen in majority of the games. Um, it's not too many games where I see Tonfas. I know in, to some extent in some of the monster hunters games, at least that they make uh, the weapons, uh, look like a Tonfa in some cases, but you're actually, you know, using two, using them as a, uh, dual swords or, um, something like that. 
but it's time to give Tomfas their due in a Monster Hunter game. Um, I'm just shooting off the cuff at this point, but I don't know, maybe some cool mechanic where you can throw Tomfas at, at the monsters and maybe, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, flexibility and, you know, uh, creativity with that, like throwing Tomfas and maybe it's doing damage, uh, per second. And then you can do a different set of actions while the Tomfas are out or something like that. I think that would be, uh, that'd be pretty dope. I don't think we have anything like that where you can throw a, throw a, throw a weapon on a monster and have it come back to you uh, after a period of time, I guess, you know, I assume there's understandable like issues of, you know, <laughs> what if the monster leaves the locale or area or something like that. But I think they could, they could work around it. It just teleports back to you or something like that. But, um, I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna call it right now. The next new weapon where, whether it be in rise sunbreak or, uh, the next monster hunter has got to be Tonfus. I'm going to call it right now. We need, <laughs> give us the Tonfus. We need them. We need them. That the police, they, they find don't just, we need the Tonfus. All right. We need some new weapons to mix up the gameplay for monster hunter rise or whatever the next monster hunter is, but it's time. I, when was the last time? We got a brand new weapon. Hmm. I think it was, uh, damn, it was, um, I don't think it was four, maybe three. I think try, was it try? We had a new weapon. Damn it. It was either try or now I'm curious. When was the last damn um last new weapon? I'm pretty sure it was the insect glaive. I think that was the last new weapon we got. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I think it was the insect glaive. Monster Hunter Four. Uh, maybe the Switch X. I think the Switch X we got in Try. Yeah, Monster Hunter Try. We got the Switch X, and then. Insect Glaive, we got in a four. So that's a pretty long period um, in terms of having a new weapon. Um, so I think it's time. More than likely, probably the new, the new iteration of Monster Hunter is probably when we'll see it, but um, we need it. <laughs> bring back the Tonfa. Bring, bring back the Tonfa relevancy. We need it. Um, <laughs> Let me stop moving on. Uh, then yeah, they, uh, they announced, please stop doing this, uh, announce, they announced an announcement 
for uh, the next Smash final DLC character, which is going to be revealed October 5th. Um, so they, and they straight up said, Hey, Hey guys, this is going to be the last DLC character for smash ultimate. So who boy <laughs> sparks is about to fly one way or another. It's definitely going to be some people that are going to be upset. Twitter is about to be a, a dumpster fire when that, when that happens. Um, who boy <laughs> It's about to be a, a a lot of uh a lot of butt hurtness, uh yeah a lot of cheeks about to be sore, um, man, um, ex- expletives <laughs> are about to be at an all time high. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting. I'm very curious to see what what the last character will be. I have my speculations. Um, personally, considering the timing, I think uh, I'm, I'm really thinking it's going to be master chief considering, uh, the particular timing, um, close to halo infinite's release. Um, and of course, you know, with Microsoft being buddy, buddy with Nintendo, um, I could definitely see master chief happening. Um, I'm trying to think whoever else it would be <sighs> realistically being specifically realistic at this point, possibly Sora, possibly Sora. I could see that from a uh, kingdom hearts. Um, who else? Realistically, I don't know. Realistically, <laughs> I keep re- reiterating that to myself. Realistically, because if we going off the cuff, I'd say <laughs> Axel from Street Rage, Battle Toads, um, Double Dragon. But uh, I don't think those will happen. Beat to. Realistically, I don't think those be happen. Would I want those? Hell fucking yes. But, um, yeah, man. <laughs> what if, what if Sakurai just pisses everybody off and freaking, uh, uh, <laughs> releases another fire emblem of character? Like, really? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh man, Sakurai, Sakurai's account. I'd be so concerned after that. <laughs> he releases another Fire Emblem character and it be the, here's a uh, Roy again. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's already in the game. What are you talking? <laughs> Why are you releasing him again? What? <laughs> that could be a spot for another kid. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I guess speaking of personally, I wouldn't want it, but I could see it happening is a uh, generic Fortnite guy slash girl. I could see that. I don't want it. I, that's what I definitely would not want at all, but I could see it happening. Generic Fortnite guy, girl. Um, 
I really wouldn't want that, but I could see it happening. Um, yeah, I guess that's really top candidates. <laughs> I mean, if we being real unrealistic, though, I mean, if they put Goku in there, I mean, I'd be very surprised, but I don't see that happening either. That'd be crazy, though. Freaking the Internet will blow up if that happened. Um, the last character, man, you have to go out on a bang for sure. Yeah, you'd have to go out on a immaculate, spectacular bang for the last character. Yeah, it's got to be somebody big. They can't go out on like a a Pokemon, a new Pokemon coming up in the upcoming game. Yeah, it's got to be a new character or, you know, a pretty substantial guest character. They said it's in the, the characters in this past are influenced by Nintendo to some extent, but Ah, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm very curious to see who they who they pick. It's gonna be very interesting. Um, <laughs> they pick uh, Kiryu, but <laughs> that'd be pretty dope. Kiryu, and then they you play uh you could play the uh, PS2 games on Switch. That'd be kind of cool, but I that, that I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I think top two. Master Chief, um, Master Chief or Sora from a Kingdom Hearts, Master Chief from Halo or Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I think it's one of those. I really, and I guess I'll uh, as well as a, a generic, <laughs> generic Fortnite guy slash girl. That's, that's what they, that's what their name, the, the name should be <laughs> the announcer. <laughs> Generic, generic Fortnite, Fortnite guy. guy. Generic, generic Fortnite, Fortnite girl. girl. <laughs> oh, that would <laughs> that would piss me off if I heard that every time. Uh, but hey, it's possible, man. It's possible. Uh, they have to go out on a bang, man. They really do. Uh, it'll be disheartening if they go out on a whimper, but <laughs> they release fire level of character. Oh, uh, that would piss me off so bad. <laughs> Roy again? What? <laughs> or they they'll do some bullshit like um, devious, <laughs> devious, devious Roy. Roy. Like what? <laughs> He's just angrier. That's it. What? <laughs> what? He's just Roy, but, but angrier, huh? Uh, yeah, man. Oh, I'm very curious either way. October 5th, the truth will be revealed. And a lot of people are going to be hurt either way. <laughs> it doesn't matter who they pick at this point, but, um, animal crossing also announced, uh, some new, uh, DLC or content being um, involved in the game. It seems to involve the museum. Uh, I'm guessing it, at least what they allude to in the trailer, like an expansion to the museum to some extent. 
Um, so we'll, they, they're, they're going to have their own direct in October as well. Um, specifically, um, going over the new additions to, uh, that aspect as well. So, um, yeah, Mario party superstars. They gave us a little bit more information regarding that. Um, I think this is the first time it will be online in terms of playing against each other. And <laughs> this is a funny, like a random observation. I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like potentially, you know, at least going specifically off of how Mario party generally is towards friends when playing it with friends. I feel like if you translate that to an online, like, uh, kind of a model it <laughs> I feel like it's gonna <laughs> Mario Party's gonna be like the new toxic uh community <laughs> like uh similar to Overwatch or whatever. Um just a very random observation speculation. Um but man I don't know why that's funny to me. Just like the most wholesome console uh platform known to man and having the most <laughs> devious, vile, wretched uh community I don't know why I'm thinking like that, but, um, I just find that funny for some reason, just the <laughs> most innocent console people just randomly messaging you, even though I know you, um, can't messages message people within the, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, uh, but I mean, who's gonna, you know, uh, open up the Nintendo app, have chat ready. Like that is, I still don't understand that. That is just too many, like ladders, um, you know, obstacles to go across to like, try to get that going for people. But <laughs> you fucking suck. And you know, I'm being PG really, but get wrecked bitch or something like that. I don't know. Um, oh man. Oh my God. I forgot about this for, for like a second. And I can't believe I did cause it's crazy. So, they freaking announced damn uh, Mario Brothers uh, movie. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto came out during a presentation and uh, man, what? So they announced the movie is going to be like a, um, a CG movie, I guess is an animated movie where, you know, of course you have Super Mario and then <laughs> Voice in Mario is going to be a uh, fucking Chris Pratt guardians of the galaxy. Uh, was he in parks and rec Chris Pratt playing, uh, you know, a notoriously known Italian plumber. So yeah. And I guess what's more confusing about that is that, uh, Charles Martinet, who's generally been, the like pretty much the, the voice actor for Mario as, as long as I can remember for Mario in pretty much all of the, you know, 3d games or games that use his voice in general, um, is in the movie as well, but he's going to be somebody else that is, uh, quote unquote, a cameo in the movie. <sighs> what? <laughs> Why not? Why not uh, just have him in as Mario? But <sighs> that is weird. And then it's <laughs> some random dude on Twitter, like straight up predicted it like a year ago 
saying like <laughs> verbatim like um what did he fucking say let me look this up because it is crazy um straight up like hypothesized did some voodoo magic i don't know if he knows some uh some warlocks and witches where he uh stays but uh dude said <laughs> this is um uh at general uh underscore s t h e um i'm calling it now the mario brothers movie will not have charles martinet uh the person who plays mario uh previously play mario for no reason <laughs> and cast someone like chris pratt <laughs> That was May 20, 21st, 2020. And it was like, oh, wow. That was, that was fucking accurate as fuck. Like, what? Where did you come from from the future, General? Where did you come from? Um, but yeah, so that's the first one. Aunt Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, which I, at least I don't know her previous work, so... I mean, it's like, oh, okay, that 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 seems fine. Charlie Day as Luigi, which um, I'm trying to see if I'm familiar with what he does. Let me get a refresher. What he looks. Charlie Day. I'm not too familiar with what stuff he's done, in particular, but I mean, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> and then fucking Jack Black is Bowser, which honestly, I could see that. I could see that he, he, he has the, do I want to, he has the, um, what, what would I describe it? The, the mindset for Bowser. I'll say that, uh, <laughs> freaking <laughs> Keegan Michael key is told. Um, so based off that theory, um, the, you know, <laughs> I call it the, um, um, patent pending the Nigorian, uh, the, the Nigorian theory theorem, um, where basically if, if a, um, generally, uh, what should I say? <sighs> generally ambiguous character is played by a character of color, uh, AKA a nigga, uh, that in turn, um, implies and directly, uh, suggests that the character as well, uh, itself is in turn a nigga. So in this case, uh, toad is a nigga as well as, you know, knuckles, uh, is a nigga. So in that, on that basis and that theorem <laughs> alone, um, Toad can say nigga in the movie. And, uh, if he doesn't, um, that's, that's going to kill it. <laughs> that's going to kill it for me. If he does not. So, um, immediate thumbs down, uh, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. If, uh, Toad does not, uh, call somebody a nigga in, um, in Mario. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> oh, that is stupid. But uh, either way, yeah. Fucking Keegan Michael Key is told. Sure. Why not at this point? Um, 
Freaking Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> this casting is is. You got Kevin Michael Richardson as as Kamek, the um, the damn uh like wizard looking turtle that's like uh would throw uh random turtles uh from up top in like uh most of the Mario games. Uh, a big black guy mostly. <laughs> Hey, what are you gonna do, Mario? Uh, hey, watch out for that turtle. Like, all right. It's at least in, from all this that's being presented to us, it's it's very hard to fathom what this will look like. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know. It, and then Cranky Kong, I guess it apparently is in it. So it seems like it might potentially like, you know, uh, tease maybe a, a Donkey Kong movie or something like that. And then we don't know who Charles Martinet will be voicing. I think a lot of people are speculating that it might be Wario. I think that's a pretty safe, safe assumption as well. But um, just weird. But at least the impression I have is that uh, it seems like this is too intentionally bad uh where it might be really good just because it's so bad in terms of at least based off the castings we have so far but only time will tell man i don't know <laughs> some random random ass castings man it, it, it feels very weird i don't i don't know it's weird man I guess we'll, you know, when we actually get more, we actually see all this in action, it'll probably be as not as a, uh, I don't know, um, hard to fathom like these choices that were made, but <laughs> we'll see. I'm kicking Michael Keith's toad. All right. Forget <laughs> Chris Pratt is fucking Mario. Why? <laughs> Why? <sighs> well, yeah. So. Uh, Star Wars Nice at Old Republic is also coming to the Switch uh, November. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's weird. I think if I were to play this on anything, just the appeal of me potentially being able to take this with me because I know it is a beefy RPG uh, feels like I kind of want to take it uh, or get it on the Switch. I have not played uh, uh, KOTOR, but uh, I'm definitely interested in playing it. But I mean, I feel like at this point I probably should play the remake that's coming out for it anyway, but yeah, so pretty dope though. Pretty dope. Um, then Castlevania advanced collection. Uh, we got Castlevania circle of the moon, uh, harmony of dissonance, Aria sorrow and, uh, Castlevania Dracula X for the SNES. I believe this is, um, kind of a revision of, uh, Castlevania, um, Rondo of blood, uh, where it's like, a somewhat of a heavily modified version of that more or less, but, um, all this for $20, $20. That is, that is value. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, also has a rewind, uh, quick save, button mapping, 
gallery, <laughs> quote unquote, a gallery of never, uh, never before seen artwork. So I can at least vouch for circle of the moon. That was, uh, I think literally the first game I played on the game boy advance when it uh, came out and I really had, I had a great time with that game. So definitely looking forward to, uh, incite that nostalgia, that dangerous drug that is nostalgia. Um, I'm tapping, I'm tapping my vein cause I want it in there. <laughs> I'm tapping my vein cause I want it in there. Um, but I'm definitely uh, interested to, um, you know, dig into, uh, the other ones I missed out on, um, harmony, dissonance, area of sorrow and, uh, Dracula X. I've actually been pretty, I think cast circle of the moon is the only Castlevania game I played like fully. Yeah. I'm, I'm showing my, uh, inadequacy of being a, um, Castlevania hardcore fan, but I mean, <laughs> I like the Netflix show. I thought it was really good. <laughs> I played circle of moon for the GPA. I thought it was really good. So some point I'll catch up on all of the Castlevanias, but pretty dope, pretty dope. <laughs> I had to make a funny observation. So, <laughs> uh, pretty much, uh, on a video game enthusiast form, if you ask, it's, it's basically, uh, you might as well say the N word, uh, to black people. If you say, uh, <laughs> is the game, uh, can you stretch? Can you stretch the aspect ratio to 16 by nine? <laughs> I put the prefix up. Please, please don't hurt me. Um, <laughs> I heard the random, you need to get out. Um, so yeah, I, I got, uh, I got, I got, I got a little, uh, I got shame for that. So, uh, if you do ever venture into a, a, a form of a video, video game enthusiast, uh, don't ask if <laughs> Don't ask if you could stretch the aspect ratio, um, outside of what the intentional ratio of the game is, uh, two sixty by nine. That will, um, <laughs> what, uh, one of the people in the thread <laughs> joked about that'll get you stabbed around here, bro. That's what he said. Basically. Hey, you might get jumped for saying something. <laughs> you might get jumped for saying something like that around here, boy. Don't even. Don't even try it. Don't, don't even try it, my boy. Don't even try it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh shit, my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm new here. I didn't. Uh, I'm. Uh, ooh, ah, oh, damn. Fuck. Sorry. Ah. So, <laughs> just, just a, just a pro tip. Um, Act Razor Renaissance, uh, which is a remaster version of the SNES uh, game Act Razor, which. I, I'm familiar with, but I never really played it like that, but I hear it, uh, does have music, um, orchestrated, created by, uh, Yuzo Koshiro. Of course, of course, of <laughs> who, uh, at least I definitely highly respect, uh, based purely off the Streets of Rage, uh, series soundtrack, which, <sighs> I, I love and hold dear to my heart so much. Um, he, uh, actually, uh, remixed a lot of these tracks, um, that he originally produced for the game as well. So, um, that alone is definitely making me very interested. Um, I have to admit though, like graphically looking at the game, 
it looks very, uh, very rough. I don't know how to describe what this look is, but it's like, it's like if you had the, the old school Mortal Kombat, uh, character design look where, you know, they look like realistic, um, like real people, but you know, they're animated in a in, in, digitally, but at least in that case, think of that, but like unnecessary is <laughs> probably the best way I can describe it. It just looks off. Um, yeah, for this type of game, especially, I think it just, uh, it, it clashes too much in my opinion, but that's probably the only like downside I could see with this game. But, um, I hear it's a good game in general. So, I mean, for me, I'm not a huge graphical person. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's not it, uh, it's end all be all, but I mean, it definitely is nice to have something to like look at pleasantly on a, a continuous basis, but yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, like an old school 1990, uh, cartoon, uh, 3d cartoon, but if it was translated to video game form, but it didn't really fully, you know, work. <laughs> That's it's hard to describe. You have to see it for yourself. At least what I'm trying to describe, but, um, I'm interested though. I'll probably give it a to try a uh, project triangle Str- <laughs> project triangle strategy is now triangle strategy. I'm, I'm pretty surprised they actually went with the title because it seemed like a title that like was just, you know, very placeholder, but it seems like they are, um, they're claiming it. So, uh, that is the, um, RPG made by the same people that made um, Octopath Traveler, I believe. So, uh, looks pretty cool. I don't know if I'll, I'll find the time to play it, but it looks very interesting. Uh, Metroid Dread gave us a little bit more, um, a story behind the game. Um, looks pretty damn dope. You know, of course, oh, I'm shocker. Uh, Samus Aran is going to a planet. Ugh, I know it's, it's hard to fathom, but uh, if, if you were worried, if you wanted the people that worried, uh, will, will Samus, uh, explore a planet from her ship? Hey, <laughs> calm your jets, buddy. You're it's okay. It's true. <laughs> oh God. Oh, thanks. Oh, so, uh, the gameplay looks dope. It seems to have, again, some of the, a lot of the elements from the game I haven't played, but I've seen gameplay of, um, Metroid Samus returns. I think it's the remake of Metroid two for the game boy. I might be wrong on that, but yeah, looking good, looking real good, looking delicious. Even I'll even go further. Looking delicious, (laughs) looking delicious. And, uh, from the developer of, uh, the near near series, um, Yoko Taro is, uh, basically making a card RPG voice of cards, uh, for the switch that's coming out this October, at least initially, I don't know. Cards just doesn't don't, don't do it for me, but who knows? Maybe this might come out of nowhere and, oh my God, this is the best card game ever. You know, Hey, give them the benefit of the doubt. It might be worthwhile. Uh, dying light Two 
uh, stay human cloud version. It's weird. It's like they're, they're like, they seem to be compensating, uh, by having a cloud version because it's like the, the switch is not powerful enough in this day and age for, you know, standard games, but it's weird, man. Having the, the cloud version of games now almost kind of like a standard, um, rather than, you know, having it fully run off the hardware. Uh, but I guess weirdly enough, it seems like the first game that's also coming to the switch is gonna be, um, you know, uh, native to the hardware rather than, you know, being streamed to it like the second, the sequel. So pretty weird, I have to say, but I mean, if it's, it's going to work, I mean, I guess, uh, probably not the ideal way to play a dying light too. If you have other options, like, I don't know, PC, uh, or, you know, uh, uh, next gen console, but Hey, if, if switch is your primary console and you love you some dying light, you better have a strong ass <laughs> internet connection, I guess. But yeah, let's, let's just, uh, cl- um, these cloud versions. Why? Mario golf rush, getting new, new characters and courses, uh, ninji. I've, I've never heard of this character. It looks just like a fall guy, but I've, it's news to me. Um, Delta rune, which is, uh, I believe the sequel to, um, undertale, uh, which seems to be releasing kind of in spurts, like chapter one, they release in chapter two, um, is coming out to, I think drop to switch today. Um, cool. Also coming out PC Mac. I think it premiered on steam earlier this week or something like that. So Kokobo GP, Kokobo GP. <laughs> I, I feel like so, <laughs> it'd be kind of cool. Like something that's so light and fluffy, just have something that's serious in terms of the title. Uh, Kokobo GP, which is basically, it just seems to be just final fantasy, like universal final fantasy characters. And, you know, uh, of course, what do you know? Kokobo. Um, and like, it seems like a lot of the summons general, some summons in mostly every final fantasy game are in this as well. Um, it's kind of weird that there's not one like main, main final fantasy character in this, like, you know, I don't know, cloud strife on his iconic bike or whatever, which I don't know, maybe potentially they could be unlockable or something like that. Uh, but I guess (laughs) it would probably either be. I guess you would be restricted to Noctis or cloud. I'm not familiar with any of the other uh, final fantasy characters, at least from media in terms of like their general go-to vehicle. But I don't know, maybe they could have the general, like, uh, you know, widely used transportation for a lot of the characters or, you know, party. Um, and maybe use that. I don't know. It's kind of weird just having a, Final Fantasy side characters as uh, the primary, like, I guess, characters in this. Um, if if it's not the case that some of the, you know, Final Fantasy, like, known, at least main characters are 
not going to be this in any way, shape or form. That's, I guess that it feels like that's kind of the make or break for me potentially, but on the, on the other side, it does look pretty, the gameplay does look pretty interesting though in of itself. So 64 player tournament. So <laughs> if you, <laughs> you trying to get sweaty, Hey, <laughs> Kokobo GP. If you trying to sweat, Kokobo GP is your game. All right. Hey, <laughs> you ain't sweating till you play Kokobo GP. What you, what you mean? What you mean? Um, Disco Elysium final cut coming to switch. That's pretty surprising to me. It felt it, it's, it, it seemed like this game was way more demanding. Um, uh, you know, that would be too much for the switch, but it looks like it looks pretty good for the switch. So disco Elysium final cut of October 12th, uh, <laughs> probably pissing off a lot of, uh, Zelda fans, Hyrule warriors, age of calamity, uh, new expansion pass content. Uh, I think of it's, you can get the pass. And I think the first round of stuff is coming October 29th. And then I think the second, uh, uh, aspect to that pass is coming out at a later date, uh, presumably 2022. Um, outside of that, that's pretty much it. Uh, at least that stood out. That was notable to me, but, uh, overall I have to say very, very good show. Um, <laughs> Probably the biggest thing for me is like, oh yeah, oh yeah, give me it. Um, Bayonetta three that definitely stole the show for me, of course. N sixty four online slash Genesis slash expansion pack. Um, Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> I want to say Sunburn, <laughs> the Sunbreak. <laughs> uh, the ignorant, ignorant dad coming. Out. Hey, uh. Uh, what you, uh, what you, you playing that? <laughs> you playing that monster on a sunburn? <laughs> God, <laughs> you playing that monster on a sunburn? <laughs> oh, this damn, <laughs> this damn stepdad. That just is like, <laughs> just going, <laughs> just shut up, dad. <laughs> you Playing that, uh, you playing that Monster Hunter Sunburn? <laughs> that is taking. Oh, it's good. It's good. Overall, I'll probably give it a specifically because we got Bayonetta 3. That was the biggest thing for me. Um, and at least everything else was very good too. Pretty decent, if at the least. <sighs> probably a B plus. Specifically because at least we didn't get like the announcement of the smash character. And we did have a fair amount of announcements of announcements, which is if you can avoid it, please don't. We're announcing, uh, we're announcing that we're going to announce it's like, uh, come on, man. So, uh, B plus solid, solid B plus. I give it. Oh man. <laughs> uh, playing that monster on a sunburn. <laughs> oh, 
that is coming. <laughs> you playing that moss on a sunburn? Oh, uh, I strive to be that. I strive to be that dad one day. Playing <laughs> that moss on a sunburn. <laughs> okay. Damn, I I went off on that segment. You know what? I guess it's good. I did uh basically strictly leave it to the Nintendo Direct either way. So, uh, other tidbit, uh, topic of discussion, discuss this discussion topic of discussion is um Perfect Dark, the remake reboot coming out. Um, well, we don't know when exactly, but at least it was announced today as well that, uh, the initiative who is the developer currently with perfect dark is actually teaming up with crystal dynamics as well to, uh, get some assistance, uh, on development of this game. And for those that don't know, crystal dynamics, um, most notably are known for the tomb Raider reboot series, uh, Tomb Raider, Rise of, I forgot the Kate, the order, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I think. Yeah, the Tomb Raider reboot um, uh, trilogy was uh, them. And <laughs> weirdly though, they, 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 you know, uh, the initiative like, uh, basically, you know, told them or, or, you know, in terms of their tweet said, yeah, known for known for games such as Tomb Raider, <laughs> but not even acknowledging the most obvious or current game uh, they're they're currently working on, uh, at least in terms of DLC and stuff is uh, Avengers, the Avengers uh, game, um, which is <laughs> feels like they're trying to just like, oh, man, people aren't really, uh, they don't like some of the grimy stuff they're doing in that game, whatever. And so, yeah, weird, but interesting. But I mean, it, I, I do kind of see some sense into it as, you know, they, of course, being known for making the Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy that they, um, uh, you know, have experience with a female lead character and, you know, um, I don't know, being able to maybe explore more of that and at least have that basis of kind of experience working with that, that might provide some interesting advantages that maybe at least us at the surface as, you know, consumers, fans, um, maybe, uh, don't see that they probably could, you know, explore more with having at least that specific experience. I guess it's more, it is weird on the aspect that, you know, the games they have worked on, at least as far as I'm aware of is they're all generally, um, third person. And this with this game, at least confirmed to be first person. It's, I guess that's kind of weird, but maybe they are maybe focusing specifically on, maybe story character development rather than, you know, the gameplay or whatever. So it, uh, it, it's definitely, uh, random <laughs> in terms of this, but, uh, I think the potential is there 
in terms of, um, you know, uh, hitting it out the park if possible. I mean, at least their track record is not the best. Um, outside of the Tomb Raider games, uh, reboot trilogy, but Avengers has gotten a little bit better. Not going to throw them totally in the bus, but you know, so pretty interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it though, as a huge fan of perfect dark back in the day. Um, hopefully they do this reboot justice and bring Joanna dog back, bring her back. And also <laughs> let's, uh, let's not like have her like get killed on some gratuitous, like final destination stuff either. That that'd be, that'd be great. You know, like just the random aspect of the tomb Raider trilogy where they have this, it feels like there's some like fixate, uh, <laughs> fixation of, uh, having Joanna, uh, I mean, um, uh, Laura Croft get killed and all these random, just, <laughs> just final destination ways, I guess is the way to explain it. Like, I guess for reference, like if you have, for those that aren't familiar with the final destination movies where it's, uh, essentially pretty much a horror movie, but basically the universe is going to kill you where you like, uh, a set amount of characters, like, escape their determined fate where they would die, uh, otherwise die. But because of that and like the universe and how that causes a butterfly effect is, uh, the, the plot of the movie movies generally is to <laughs> the characters will be killed another way eventually. And it is the most random, like <laughs> what <laughs> most random off the wall, like, okay, I guess that that would happen. Sure. Uh, type stuff. So that's, that's why at least I, 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 um, I, uh, mentioned that, but yeah, <laughs> as long as, yeah, like Joanna dark doesn't get randomly stabbed in the throat by like a damn, <laughs> a damn branch or something like that. <laughs> it's like, hot, what? All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it, but at least if it happens, we know, we know who to blame. Crystal Dynamics, what are you doing? <laughs> so, all in all, I'm looking forward to it. The potential is there at least. Hopefully they execute. And with all that said and done, that concludes the news for this week. Um, Moving on to what I've been playing. which has been uh, Persona 5 Royale. Um, It is, uh, it's crazy how much I've been playing (laughs) this damn game. I think I'm like uh, damn near 150 hours so far. Uh, I thought I was done, but I was not. Um, Not at all. So technically I beat the, what's considered the vanilla portion of the game. So like if you got persona five instead of persona five Royale, which is the, um, uh, revised version of the game with uh, more content, technically I beat it, but, uh, I'm now in the, <laughs> in the end game quote unquote, where, uh, this is the extra content. So for those that don't know, in terms of persona five, 
uh, Royale. Um, the new content is basically uh, an additional semester. If you play the game, you know what that means. Um, where you have basically a whole new semester and a whole new palace uh, out after the uh, end of the vanilla game. And that's pretty much what I'm into now. Um, and uh, it's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good, I have to say. Um, do I want to spoil it? I'm going to try not to. I'll try not to. Um, yeah, in terms of the events of what happens in the vanilla version of the game or the vanilla part portion of the game, uh, you know, some characters, um, end up being something that you didn't think they were, uh, things like that. But, um, it is very interesting how, uh, it does come into play and kind of goes under your radar. It's like, what? I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, it's really good though. It's, it's really good. And also like a very, uh, at least so far, uh, interesting take on a lot of stuff that they do explore, um, that at least was kind of alluded to a little bit in the vanilla portion of the game, but it's very good. Very good. I have to say, I'm very much enjoying it. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure how f I, I think I'm uh, at least this additional portion is like 10 to 20 hours of additional gameplay off the base game. So I thought I was going to be done by this week, but I don't think so. I don't think at all I am, but, um, deep down, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of fine. <laughs> I'm kind of fine with it to be honest. So, uh, I can't, it's hard to describe, man. You have to just play it. I, I, I feel like me describing it is not really going to do justice, but yeah, man, it just really does social, social um, simulation very well, like very much a slice of life uh, um, simulator. <laughs> Basically, yes, slice slice simul uh, slice of life simulator 2021. It, it feels like a lot, but then the other aspects, it is like traditional RPG combat, RPG turn-based combat which is just as good and very like interesting and engaging and, uh, keeps you on your toes. And, uh, and on top of that, of course, the immaculate soundtrack that I'm just still enamored and obsessed by, uh, it's so good. It's so good. I want more. I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop. It's kind of crazy, man. At least initially coming into it, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it. It seems like it's okay, but then they they keep throwing these new aspects and like upgrades and additions that just mix mixes up the game and 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 keeps and maintains your interest. Uh, that, oh man, it is like, it's great. <laughs> it's the only way I can describe it. Is is really good. Is it's definitely, I'm pretty sure going to be like, yeah, by far top five RPGs of all time for sure. Um, yeah, man, it's great. 
play Persona 5 Royale if you haven't. Um, ugh, you won't be let down, man. It, it's really good. It's so good. It really is. Um, oh, man. It's, it's like it's making me want to play it right now. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on <laughs> before I, before I keep, uh, endlessly gushing. Uh, also <laughs> managed while I was playing persona, uh, five, I managed to pry myself away and, uh, actually play the call of duty Vanguard beta before it, um, ended. uh, they extended it, uh, I guess due to a lot of, uh, issues, I think, in particular with the Xbox series X version where it was, um, having some weird graphical issues, um, which, uh, I guess in turn, they extended the beta overall. So I was like, you know what, let me get, let me get some time in, see, uh, get, excuse me, get a fair shake of what the game is like, um, you know, in comparison to previous games, at least from what I played, I played maybe a good solid, uh, three to four hours, I think. And, uh, it is pretty good. I have to admit, um, uh, I definitely like it more than cold war. I feel like from what I played, it's like, I, I got the same feeling I get with modern warfare where it's like, just one more game, man. Just, <laughs> just one more game. Come on. Just one more game. Um, which I, you know, I never generally got that inkling with uh, cold war. Just, something just felt off and I couldn't explain it, but, uh, it does make sense because they are using the exact same engine that I, that at least isn't as modified as the cold war engine that is like, you know, directly from, um, uh, modern warfare 2019. Um, you got the tactical sprint is back. Uh, doors are back. Um, there are, uh, more destructible environments, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I, I did like that nice change, uh, or addition to like, uh, some of the maps I played. Um, I do, <laughs> it's a little weird because like it is an older game in set in around the world war two, like era of, uh, events, but, um, it's kind of weird because like there are red dots and stuff where it's, it's like, eh, I'm not sure if this actually existed during that time period, but it's like, that was always a gripe with like the older, you know, time period based games is that, uh, the weapons just felt too old. I guess that's just straight up just felt too old and ancient for me to at least appreciate, I guess, um, outside of, you know, just a mismatch. Like it's hard to make an old, a older time period game, more arcadey when, you know, the weapons don't really cater to that type of gameplay, which, uh, always, I guess, I think subconsciously found is like the conflict. I, uh, I don't know, kind of, um, noticed in like the older school games, at least I tried to play, uh, I guess the biggest reference is probably call of duty world war two, but at least now you have the older weapons with red dot sights and stuff, which is, 
it's fine for me. I mean, I, 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 I it does make me enjoy the game more now that I could like, you know, use red dots. But uh, in terms of historical accuracy, I'm not sure about that. But it's like, I mean, it's an arcadey, generally known arcadey game. So it's like, hey, if I'm shooting people and they die, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with it. So it's uh, definitely a unique take that at least we haven't seen before, like older World War Two uh based weapons with with um red dot sights <laughs> is 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 weird but hey i mean i i did enjoy it um so i don't know my my opinion has changed on vanguard um depending on other games and whatnot in terms of that time uh when it comes out <sighs> i'll see maybe uh i am now on more towards uh actually uh getting the game so we'll see we shall see but all in all um i i was surprised uh the dogs the dog kill streaks are back i unfortunately didn't get a chance to use it or get it in terms of earning it um yeah i'm interested i i i'm i'm interested either way so all in all <laughs> That pretty much was all I've been playing. Uh, pretty much the majority of that time was literally Persona. Um, yeah, so that concludes what I've been playing. Get it what I've been watching, which uh, was. Um, what if this episode uh, specifically was what if Thor, uh, the God of Thunder, was a uh, only child and not have the adopted brother of Loki. Um, it was, it was okay. It was like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was very, um, various Ferris Bueller's day off meets, um, whatever copy paste high school <laughs> drama, but on a grander scale, I guess. Uh, you get a little bit of uh Looney Tunes uh um while is it Wiley Coyote and uh Speedy Speedy something. You know what I'm talking about. Um <laughs> it was weird and random, it felt like. Uh definitely way more than the other um what if episodes for sure. But it was cool. It was uh not the best or strongest episode, but it was interesting to see, you know you know, uh, you, you see Thor be more, um, uh, how do I say more playful, less, very way less serious and, uh, very, uh, man, how would I describe it? Very just risk risky, I guess a uh, bit of an asshole. A uh, bit of a dude, bro, definitely. Um, then, you know, his standard uh, general, like, I guess, uh, universal character. But it was cool. You know, you had uh, Captain Marvel, uh, I guess, spoilers for this episode. Captain Marvel try to uh, keep his ass in check. And then <laughs> that all, uh, you know, fighting ensues uh, straight up, straight up Dragon Ball Z fight. It, it seemed like <laughs> where, you know, they fighting across universes and in and, and space and uh, across continents and shit. It was, uh, it was interesting. Um, 
yeah, outside of that, it was cool. You got some of the returning characters. Um, you got a interesting, of course, as the series implies, interesting takes on what characters would be in a different light. Um, but all in all, it was cool. I mean, the, the biggest, I guess, highlight was towards the end, which at least what suggests is if the episodes have continuity, I guess we'll have to find out come, you know, the next season of this, of this, um, the series. So all in all, it was fine. It was fine. Wasn't the best. It was fine. Uh, then watched, um, the walking dead, of course, (laughs) the show only, only two people, (laughs) two people in the world, two people in the world watch. Uh, I did, uh, the walking dead. Um, this episode was about the character Aaron and at least it mainly focused around his character and, um, trying to salvage their previous community. I think it's, I believe it's Hilltop. Was it Hilltop or Alexandria? I think they're based in Alexandria and they're trying to, um, check, uh, Hilltop, uh, for their, uh, the people there. And then they find out that it's overrun with zombies. And, you know, a lot of the characters we knew, um, uh, have been turned and, you know, they found the whisper, some, some straggling whispers, uh, there and, uh, you know, there's some morality, uh, kind of, um, you know, discovery in terms of like, you know, Aaron, who's very like generally a pretty straightforward guy who's pretty, you know, morally, uh, strong, I guess. And he does come into some, uh, situation where, you know, uh, the whisper who's like, you know, been suggested he's been lying. And then when he tries to get away, he tries, uh, he, when he gets the opportunity, he cuts his ass and like, Oh, you messed up now. <laughs> so then they like, he straight up tortures his one guy, uh, one of the whispers, former whispers. And, uh, you know, again, like straddles that whole interesting, at least what I personally find interesting, like dilemma of morality and like, you know, uh, are we any better than them if, you know, we're torturing people and, and, and stuff like that. So they definitely dabbled into it and it was interesting, you know, seeing a character like Aaron, who's generally not really shown those characteristics kind of having a, have a moment of that, of, uh, you know, acting out, uh, out of his character and, you know, <laughs> basically had the zombie eat his, eat his munch on his hand uh, had him cu- cut it off and, you know, categorize it to, uh, uh, prevent the spread. And, you know, they like, let him go. And he was like, yeah, all right, you know, I messed up, but, um, <laughs> kind of feel like he's like validated about it. But yeah, then they, they revealed that, uh, what's her name? The deaf girl, the deaf actor, she, she's going to play the one, uh, character in the, uh, upcoming internals movie that she's actually alive, even though like it was suggested that she's dead or presumably dead in, the uh, episode from last season. Um, but, um, overall it's pretty solid. Nothing too like crazy. Um, but it was an interesting episode. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. We haven't, I think in this season so far, a main character 
has not been killed, which is interesting. Um, it's definitely a very drastic change of pace. Um, you know, considering the walking dead history, but I mean, it makes sense. It's been what this is the 11th season where, you know, they literally killed off so many characters or main characters, um, that, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think they did it intentionally to kind of give a state of, wow, nobody's not died. Okay, cool. And then <laughs> right when we, right when our expectations are, you know, Oh shit. Oh my God. So pretty cool. Hey, <laughs> I'm probably only <laughs> very few people that, uh, still, still watch walking dead, but hey, I, 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 I do admit I am, I still am enjoying it, even though partially there's some bias of zombie zombie settings, uh, that I am, uh, I am admittedly enamored by. So, um, yeah, other than that, that pretty much is it for episode. What is it? Damn one, one 22 switches sites. Um, if you did like and appreciate the podcast, feel free to like rate and subscribe on your respective platforms. Uh, you can catch this podcast, uh, recorded live on Twitch TV slash a switch. You can also catch the archive of this uh, podcast on youtube.com slash a switch. I've also been uploading a lot of my older videos. I never got around to uploading. So making do what is due, making right. What is right? I don't know. <laughs> Till next time, y'all. Uh, get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe. <laughs>